Welcome to Fourth Times the Charm, episode 71, where niches need. I'm your producer, Ben, alongside Mr. Monty. Monty, Hello. how's catering doing today? Yeah, it's good. What, what do you have on, on the lunch table? I actually had leftover pasta that I made a week ago, because we made a large pot thinking that we would finish it a week ago ago <laughs> so we managed to finish it up it's not bad it's a new recipe that i tried so monty steven seagal is not going to eat week old pasta <laughs> hey that's steven seagal i i enjoy <laughs> week old pasta i can eat pasta i can eat pizza any day anytime no matter how what's how your it is. What, what's your favorite uh pasta sauce i have to say is it pronounced Ariabata? Ariabata, yes. Good yes. choice. That's spicy and I like them hot. So, yeah, it's pretty so, good. How about you? I'll, I'll give <laughs> I'll give a shout out to two sauces here. All right, all right. I love vodka sauce. Ooh, yes, that's good. Yeah, that's good yeah. stuff too. And then I also like pesto. I really like pesto. Mm-hmm. I've spent, because my favorite type of cooking is when I blend a bunch of things in a blender and it tastes good. Yeah, I love the um, smell. It's so fresh, refreshing, you know what I mean? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so pesto I like because it's heavy, but also feels kind of light. Yes. And so I I spent like a year combining pesto recipes and I put together what I think is the best pesto recipe possible it is an avocado basil pesto Mm. oh so it's like very it's got got a creamy texture to it then yeah exactly nice that's you know what i'm gonna steal that recipe from you i'll i'll send it to you nice maybe i'll post it in the chat but it's it's good it's good stuff um so here's the deal today we watched a bunch of movies over the last week we're going to talk about them. Uh, one of them, at least, was under 50 reviews. So this is going to be a fun-sized edition of five stars <laughs> under 50. 50. Fifty reviews. Wow. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So five stars under fifty. All right. Monty, welcome. This is this is your first here. Okay. Uh, five stars under fifty. We love showing appreciation for the underappreciated, mm-hmm. and so we look on Amazon Prime. We look for movies that have less than fifty reviews, right. and then we review them. I gotta say, I was looking up movies this time. And um, I, I, under 50 is genuinely very hard because there's a lot of movies under 50 reviews where it it looks it. Um, oh, so, well. yeah. You my, know what? I have to say I've never taken that approach, but I should definitely try to do that and look up some stuff that are – like are they – 
are they bad movies or are they okay? They're good movies. They just don't have. Well, we look for good movies. So we, so we found Clive Barker's the plague, which was a solid movie, Mm -hmm. but that introduced Mm -hmm. us to Mr. Hal Masonberg who revealed his own director's cut of the plague, which is much superior and genuinely great film. That's great. There is, um, they, there have been some good movies. We found the Lunch Lady short film, which was really good. Uh, we've also found some very bad ones. Uh, and we have learned to be a little more judicious when choosing. I, I've added a rule where you are, instead of going in blind, you are allowed to watch a trailer. Because you can pretty easily tell if there is a chance that something has a certain level of uh, quality to it. Is this how you guys, I know I keep bringing this up, but I always think it's funny. That's why I keep bringing it up. Is this how you guys discovered Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? Or that was No, that was, no, that was my parents. That was my oh, parents who did okay. that to me yeah. at a young age. <laughs> and let me tell you, as like a five-year-old, it's really funny. Yeah. Well, that's what I watched. Well, except for that. the problematic parts. But yeah. like I was too young to know the problematic. Exactly. I agree with you on that. Yeah. So. Like... <laughs> I remember thinking some of these jokes were so hilarious. And then we watched it back. And you're like, what the heck? It's like, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, there's like a 10 minute scene of the parachute dude just like walking around town. <laughs> I'm like, what am I supposed to get out of this? It feels like a Saturday Night Live sketch just like gone awry. Like they didn't tell them to cut. Mm, okay. Well. And so. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes does not qualify for five stars under 50. As problematic as it is, a lot of people know about it. However, some of the movies we're going to talk about today, much more obscure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Matt will want to add his thoughts here. Yeah. But uh, before we truly get to the five stars under 50, I would like to ask you your opinion on a higher budget movie mm-hmm. that just came out. Uh, but I guess you can't review things very easily on Hulu, so it could technically count. Oh, doesn't tell you how many ratings they have. It could be under fifty. Does it involve the pins? latest Hellraiser movie? <laughs> yes. What did you think of the latest Hellraiser? It was awesome. Um, I really enjoyed it. Matt and I we decided to like sit down and watch it. Um, too bad. Yeah, I knew you had some stuff that you got to deal with, but we, you know what, Matt, uh, Ben? We should definitely watch it together. I, I'm down to watch it again. Well, really so well. I saw it this so. past weekend. Oh, you did? I oh, saw it. Damn. I was hoping to and, see it with uh, you. I, I got to say, yeah. I'm not a huge Hellraiser fan in general. No? Uh, oh. I don't, I don't mind Hellraiser, but mm-hmm. whenever... My issue with the first movie is that the sense of impending doom was so overwhelming that I never really got into the movie because I was like, they're just going to kill everyone. Yeah, but this one is executive produced with uh, Clive Barker. So he actually had... You mean Wes Craven? No. Or, or no, yeah, this Clive was Clive Barker, Barker. Yes. right? Yeah, um, getting confused with Nightmare. I know it's a lot, yeah. but um, no, I think he 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 collaborated well with the director. The director was a huge fan of uh, uh, of, of the Hellraiser movies, 
And yeah, no, he I I really enjoyed his vision well, of it. So what I was going to finish with yeah. is that this Hellraiser, I think, is the best one of any of them I've seen. Oh, definitely. I think it is. I because I've seen, I think I've seen the first three, and then I saw one of the bad ones. Yeah, I saw up to three. I tried to watch uh, one of the other ones, but it just uh, that was definitely a wrong move. I should have just left it. Um, but my favorite are definitely one and two. Um, three was all right, but I know Matt, if he was here, he would beg to differ. Um, but yes. I would say, um, this, yeah, going back to this one, this Hellraiser is really well done. The story is really well laid out. It's not your, your comparing it to the first one. It's definitely a different take and they actually explain the different levels of the box, uh, as you unlock it and how Every time you unlock it, you yeah. require a sacrifice, right? So. I I think that was I think it was so much better explained. Yeah, yeah. I think the stakes were pronounced. Like I'm a guy who loves esoteric shit mm-hmm. in my movies, yeah. right? I love that. I think it's great when you know you don't explain everything. But Hellraiser one, when you have giant demon creatures, you should really explain something, in my yeah. opinion. So that, like, there's a goal in mind, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I I feel like with this Hellraiser, the fact that they explain what each of the uh, positions and shapes mean, I, I feel like that's something that if you were in this situation, you'd probably want to figure that out, you know? I don't feel like it's information that the movie's better for not including yeah, um, yeah. It didn't feel really expository esque. Just it it stayed very clean and it provided much better direction for the story. Exactly. I think yeah. that the acting was generally speaking very good. Mm-hmm. I feel like the story arc of the characters was great, and I feel like the setup of the different configurations set up the really the only payoff at the end that you can have and have it feel like a satisfying ending yeah it's um... which is which is you know because the whole the the big issue right with mm-hmm. a hellraiser or a Wishmaster or an anything is that eventually the main character has to pay up right yes and i love the twist they have at the end of the movie which it brings the whole thing together. Yeah. Uh, I won't spoil it here since it's new. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I think that this was by far the cleanest Hellraiser. I feel like all the deaths were pretty well done. Practical. Good clip. Yeah. The practicals were great. Yeah. Uh, it didn't overstay its welcome at all. It was paced well. Just, I like, I do not want them to make another. I will say that. Um, I don't think there's a way you can build off of this. Oh, I think uh, I think they can. There's definitely other, you know, they can always throw in another story with someone that is also struggling. Like, but to, I, to your... I don't see how it could end up better. Uh, here, I'll say it this way. Okay. <laughs> I feel like if you f- have a Hellraiser that's like a serial killer movie where like 
the dude with the box turns into sort of like a like a not a dexter but just like like a main character serial killer and you like follow him throughout the movie and eventually get served like his just desserts i think you could do yeah some a movie well, like it's kind that. of sort of what happened to the main guy at the beginning of this movie right so he sure, was using it I, to for he was using it like... to get sacrifices to get to the final wish he wants right so yeah but i feel like something that's more malicious something where you're following him the whole time you know yeah i I feel like there could be something good there but i feel like in terms of someone you want to root for i don't know how you could do it better than this Mm. that's true but to your point uh going back a little bit where you're talking about how they explain the different uh, formation of the puzzle box and stuff like that. Like you're right. They never really explained, uh, that in the original, um, you don't really, you don't get a full understanding of why these people are so fascinated with the box. But this one I like is because it's, there's a goal that every greedy person, you know, self-absorbed or, you know, arrogant. They just want to get to that. It's kind of like a dark version of Aladdin. You want to get to that last yeah. level to make your wish, but you got to be careful what well, you yeah, wish. Well, yeah, because they're, right? they're, they're essentially genies. Yes, yes, exactly. Like, and, and, and I think that's what really makes it work. Because the first Hellraiser, to me, yeah, always felt like here's an excuse to have cool body horror effects. Yeah. Or it's and just like, like, it's your typical 80s horror, horror film where, where they just like, ooh, what does this box do? I think I'm going to play with it and see what happens. And then, I'm going to play with it after yeah, I like, have sex just, with this person. <laughs> yeah, you just stumble on it for no particular reason. Whereas this one, they lay it out. Like, just from yeah. the prologue, they lay it out. That once you get to the, the end of the puzzle... You get a wish by Levi- with uh, Leviathan, which is the gods of the 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 hell or the Cenobites, which is really awesome. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a really all the details are there. Just yeah. a really clean is really the word that keeps coming to my mind. Really clean movie. I like it better than I think this is the best soft reboot movie. Yes. Yeah. Of all of the modern horror soft reboot movies, I, do I wanna... didn't see. I didn't see Prey. I haven't seen Prey yet, so maybe that one's better. Mm, it's all right. I would say. Well, I've seen Prey and, and and Hellraiser. I would say Hellraiser did did the did really well in terms of most recent uh, soft reboots, if you want to call it. But I do have a question for you, Ben. Like, what sure. did you think about the new design of the puzzle box? What are your thoughts on that? The fact that it's so much more transformative. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, like, I thought I was going crazy when I was watching. I'm like, did it do that in the old movies? No. <laughs> um, I I liked it. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like the, I I feel like the shout outs to like the old version of it that they throw into the movie, and that's really all I can say about it. Yeah, I, I, I I feel like I feel like that was nice. It, it was pretty cool. Um, I I think it, I think it. What makes it cool is that it makes the box itself feel more mystical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it actually made it more, more like an actual 
puzzle box that you can actually fiddle. So there's one thing when when the box first appeared uh, in in uh, in Riley's hand, played by Odessa Azan or Azion, and she did a really good job with that character. She but, really did. It was a thin needle to thread. Oh really yeah, she made it work. And when she was playing with the box, I noticed that, like, again, Matt and I noticed that when she touched the circle part, in the original, it wasn't like a gear. This one, they made it into a gear. That's why, you know, they were playing with it. So they kind of made it a little more mechanicalized than the first one, whereas probably like a a fingerprint reader or whatever it was in the first one. But I thought that the the gear, the box... it was really well set up. I loved how the box design, how it changes shapes, like into more shapes is, is really well designed. And I think that's the only CGI they ever used, eh? Compared to the whole entire movie. Like everything else, like the core and everything was like practical effects, which is why I really appreciate it. The only this thing I don't know more. is, um, and I think Matt has the answer to this, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure about like the walls when they like transition into rooms and and the hellraiser when the cenobites come in you know how they, oh the labyrinth they, yeah you know how they yeah. how you like enter the labyrinth and all the walls go away. i don't know what of that was practical or if none of it was because it looks Pretty, practical yeah it does i i, I and was like I, I'm, I'm sure some of it could be because they're presumably on sets yeah but like yeah. i just i just don't know what so that'd be interesting to learn um so that's hellraiser yes now we split up this past week to watch a selection of several different movies Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i would like to hall of shame one movie real quick all right matt watch this and he can give his review on it all he wants (laughs) i watched night feeder Night Feeder is under 50 reviews on Amazon. (laughs) And I don't know what made Matt want to watch this. (laughs) It's the worst. I figured out pretty early on that this is a slasher movie that's made for TV in like the 90s for a white Christian household. (laughs) Not even a Christian household, just a generic white household. Really? There's nothing offensive. There's not it is the blandest movie <laughs> I have seen in my life. I was bored to tears. I watched this thing for an hour and I couldn't go anymore. And then I looked to see how much time had passed and it was 15 minutes. Oh my god. I wanted gosh. to kill myself. And the the one thing that really surprises me about the movie. Mm-hmm. And the one like thing I really want to shout out is the lead actress of the movie. Uh, she's in for a ride here. Uh, but the uh, what what what's her name here? Where, I'm gonna I'm gonna find her name here. 1988 film. Kate starring, Alexander. It is starring. Yeah. Her name is yeah Kate Alexander. Yeah. Jean Michelson. And let me tell you, death of a movie. I mean, I'm dying. And all of a sudden, she needs to react to seeing like a dead body or she no, she she's uh telling her 
ex-husband off that they can't get back together because he's abusive to her. And she gives a lifetime of a lifetime performance like so good you feel like she means what she says like she tears into him she's like and so then i'm like that bought the movie 10 minutes okay so any scene in the movie with gene michelson in it is she sells her ass off she is a hell of an actress okay i checked and it's a shame uh because she really didn't do much after uh after uh a few handful her, her, role, her role in yeah. this kate alexander yeah yeah but i mean she carries this as best as she can to the extent where like her acting is so good that it makes everything around her seem worse because it's like she walks by a homeless person and you know you have the the barney level acting which like, hey, get away from me i'm in i'm only <laughs> and he runs away and she's just like wow that was really strange wasn't it i'm like yeah yeah kate it really was <laughs> um so like she was a fantastic actress here and i'd i'd love to see what she's doing now uh but uh kudos to her you know what? Rest of when the you, movie. Are you sure? Genuinely is, unwatchable. Are you sure this is a slasher movie? Because based on the cover art, this is like a dead baby feeding on her body. I, what is this? I thought it was okay. Mind you, I didn't see the movie, but <laughs> I would expect it to be like a a demon baby killing people or something like that. So <laughs> I don't know what this. I I don't know, but I know it's not anything interesting. It's oh, it's a gosh. serial killer. All right. Clearly a serial killer. All right. I got I got through that much. I got through thirty whole minutes. Two commercial breaks. I did that much. Oh my But uh, I I just couldn't I couldn't get past it. So it's unranked. <laughs> no NR for no rating. Um. But enough about me, Monty. What did What did you watch with Matt that you'd like so, to talk about? We watched a movie. Um. I only dove into this movie because I was reading reviews and they said it was uh, it was pretty good. It's comparable to the classic Evil Dead films where there is comedy. It is a horror, yeah. It is marketed as a horror comedy, but it has the same effects in, in terms of like you know same same chem, uh, formula for as Evil Dead Two. Might I add, it's Evil Dead Two. Um, so it's called dead stream and it is uh a very very indie movie uh no no one really well known that i know of uh that i recognized in the movie but it's about this uh this youtuber and he is just doing your typical cliche stuff that if you guys you know watch youtube and watch those you know those people that goes and goes on these paranormal investigative adventures and stuff like that. It's Ghost basically, hunters, yeah. yeah, like it's kind of like that. And he kind of pokes fun of it. Um, so he's in this house and he gets, his acting was freaking amazing. It's all, um, it is all shot in, in a Blair Witch style. So you're wa- walking around through his lens, through his GoPro lens, but they, they did it really well. Like Matt and I, we walked into it. We were praying that we would not get sick. As much as we love, you know, 
uh, horror movies or found or, or what they categorize found footage movies or whatever. The the camera shaky cam thing it just doesn't sit well. Um, but I think I guess in this day in technology they were able to use the the magic of image stabilizing or film stabilizing. So it was shot really well and and funny. There's one thing I gotta identify. His scream is hilarious. So okay, yeah, like what well, can you? I mean, you gotta. What what's I'll his? Tell I haven't you. seen Deadstream. So, I, I want you to scream for me. Yeah, so Deadstream is about this guy. He uh he wants to do. He normally does you know your typical YouTube funny man like pull, does all these jackass ish stunts and and does things to get a laugh, get viewers to follow him and everything like that. So. Out of the blue, um, he admits straight off the bat he's he's chicken shit to anything supernatural. So he decided to do a uh, a live stream of him going to quote the most haunted house in America, and he goes in and he sets up all his cameras. He does this typical thing. It's like oh, I feel there, there's some sense of coldness here and and, and stuff. But he he freaks out at every little thing. He touches everything. Go, oh, what is this? Oh, what is that? And, you know, like he does all you that. Gotta, Monty, you got to give so. me a scream. I don't. I don't know how to how to <laughs> scream sounds without scream you screaming. Is, I, I can't make it. Make, mimic you gotta it. Try. It's really high pitch. It's like you gotta, you gotta or try. something like that, man. It's it's oh, really, yeah, yeah yeah like kind of oh. like higher than that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> So his scream it just kept me chuckling through the whole movie. Um, at all of, without spoiling it, I have to say the story is not your typical. Oh, it's just uh, your typical guy filming things and just running into things, uh, j- jumping out and jump scares and stuff. This, there is a little a subplot of the story as it develops, and it's really really good i am surprised how well this film did um without spoiling anything there are there are expect blood expect guts expect things you know slime or or gibbs flying in your face that this movie was definitely from left field it came out of nowhere I read reviews. I was hesitant to watch it, but Matt managed to get me to watch it. And because of the reviews, I watched it. And I have to say, I had, it's not a great film. My typical line is, mm-hmm. it's not a great film, but I had fun watching this film. And I, I advise all our listeners to, to, you know, give it a shot. It's it's an underdog movie. It's made by uh, these people that are not well known, but you will have a little fun out of it. So, Yeah. Were, were, were there any performances in the movie that you were a big fan of uh, besides the main character? The main... Okay, you know what? There wasn't that many characters in that film. Um, the the girl that plays uh, uh, Chrissy, Melanie Stone, actress, the name is Melanie wow, Stone. Wow, she looks yeah. familiar, doesn't she? She... Uh, she's... She looks like she looks like the uh, the wife from Resident Alien, which I'm pretty sure she's not. Right? But she looks yeah. very similar. Yeah. No, it's no. It's, I don't think he, she's done a lot of big movies, but no, she yeah. was in VHS ninety nine. That's coming out. Cupid for Christmas. <laughs> 
good for her. Get yeah, no, but she, you know what? She played your typical fangirl, and she sold it really well. But this girl seems to be only in either um, horror movies, mm, yeah, Hallmark movies, or parody movies. Yeah, pretty much. Interesting, but that that must be a heck of a career. You know what? I going back to what you what you asked me. I still have to say the performance of the main guy Joseph Winter, who plays Sean Ruddy in this film. His performance is amazing. I I can feel how hard that he has to stay in this character all through the movie. There's like very little cuts. Oh wow, he also directed the the movie and he wrote it. Yeah, so this yeah, because so the camera is really on Joseph him. Winter's vision. Then yeah, like uh, he did. Oh my god, he did really well in this film. Like it, it was looks hard like on he, him. Also wrote, directed, and starred in an upcoming uh, segment from VHS 99 yeah, yeah. called uh, To Hell and Back. It wouldn't surprise which, me uh, if he casts uh, that girl. That'll come out soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's in it also. Yeah, so he, she probably is in his segment. But, man, he was really good. He sold it really, really well. All right. Yeah. Well, Joseph Winter, I'm going to have to watch Deadstream, and then you'll, you'll hear from my people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sure, check Very it out. Nice. Like if if you, I say you'll you'll at least have fun with it. Yeah. Hey, I mean that's movies, right? Yep, yep. Uh, except for the Great Train Robbery, when people thought they were going to die or something. <laughs> um, All right. Well, I'll 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 do you one just as good. Mm-hmm. I went backwards a bit. I went back to the eighties. Okay. And I watched after Night Feeder killed me. I watched the well. Well, what's your final score out of out of five stars for for Deadstream? Deadstream? I would yeah. give it a good solid six point five. Oh, sorry. Uh, actually, no, five, you, stars. five stars. So I would say, yeah, it's about a three point five halfway, but entertaining. It's good. Well, halfway would be two point five. Or yeah, a little over halfway then. Okay, three point five. Three point three point five. All right, good stuff. Yeah. Um, so I watched my own five stars under 50 movie all the way through. Mm-hmm. So while Matt was suffering through night feeder, um, <laughs> I bounced and I found a movie called the falling from 1987. I believe it is. Okay. The falling is a bizarre movie. Uh, it's like a slightly less esoteric version of the thing. Mm, okay what it is is you have two guys and a girl they're best pals best platonic pals ever they totally <laughs> have no romantic interest uh she is totally cool to have just these guy friends just g- girl hanging out with guys and she <laughs> cooks and cleans All right. so they can go be bachelors and get some babes um <laughs> Naturally, not all goes according to plan. Mm-hmm. They find a dead cow in the road that was implanted by something that exploded out of it. And it turns out it's an alien. <laughs> and the alien is infecting people around town. And after two days, they die. And a new alien, or they go insane. And eventually, when the alien's done growing, 
it'll burst out of them. So like a mix of aliens, aliens. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, really it makes of alien and the thing right okay okay th- those are the two movies i compared to but in like a small town also all right all right so the vibe is very strange because the three main characters and honestly the world around them feels very much like out of a storybook it's very like magic school bussy daytime drama like or daytime comedy sort of vibe where people don't act like people but, like, the universe is pretty consistent. So either you're a goody two-shoes or you're a bizarre psychopath who just stares forward or you're a killing machine, you know? <laughs> okay. And so it's okay. very it's very storybooky in that way. Like, they have the server. She will not say anything to them. She just stares with bulgy eyes, you know, <laughs> as they try to speak to her in Spanish. In other um, words, they're all constipated somehow. <laughs> yeah, it's very saccharine, but it's mixed with pretty disturbing visuals. Once again, like not the thing level and not even alien level. But when you juxtapose this sort of ah shucks attitude with a family of three, you open the door and the father's head spills out, you know, covered in... <laughs> blood and miasma and guts and you know <laughs> all that it, it it creates a distinct vibe and the story's logical it's simple they need to find the antidote before it's too late and get the hell out okay it moves at a solid clip the romance is corny as hell but like it's cute and everyone really commits to their roles I mean, the lead actress in this movie is given some of the biggest bullshit (laughs) to say and do. And, like, you know, she does a competent job of it. Uh, The three main characters, we have Martin Hewitt as Michael. He's the main character. uh, And the potential love interest of Lynn Holly Johnson as Sam. Uh, We have the third, the wisecracking Damon, played by Dennis Christopher, who is he had the most of a career coming out of this yes um he played the uh, racist lawyer in Django unchained and also eddie kasprak uh, the adult in 1990s it It. yes yeah so talented guy uh what i thought was really fun monty if you want to look this up the elderly doctor Mm -hmm. in this is a his name is Luis Prendes, L-U-I-S-P-R-E-N-D-E-S. Yeah. And uh, in this movie, he's like a 60-something-year-old man. And when you look at his photos, he was in he was in fantastic shape back in the day. I mean, there's this photo of him in Ursus from 1961. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, he's in full-on action scenes getting choked by Ed Fury. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a pretty handsome, a name. handsome gentleman. Yeah. Yeah, apparently apparently, this guy, uh, Ed Fury, played Ursus in three movies. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so... The original Gladiator. <laughs> is that what it is? I get, no, I'm just saying he looks like he's, oh, okay. the original, he's like the original gladiator guy. So, but but yeah. yeah, so the, so 
the director of this ended up going off to direct a lot of TV shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that makes sense from where he started. This was like his first project. Uh, da- Duran Serafian. Uh, and this was based on the screenplay Massacre at RV Park. But uh, he, he's he directed produced, a lot of Yeah, he produced The House and uh, DC Swamp Thing, which I'm still praying that they'll make a second season one day. Yeah, so yeah. and he directed episodes intermittently, but it seems like he became more of a producer, so good for him. Yeah. Uh, it's just a cute movie. Okay. I don't know if it's good or not, but like, I enjoyed it. You know, it's I, I, I sort of feel like I have the same vibes as Deadstream. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I don't feel like anyone really had his breakout of performance, maybe, as you saw in yours. Yeah, yeah. But, like, everyone was competent. Everyone really, like... Put their heart into it. Put put their heart into it. Yeah, yeah. it felt like a really genuine movie. And so I it's, feel a, like that it's also a fun life. film, then, pretty much. Yeah, yes. it's a fun film. Yeah. Once again, not quite sure if good, but... It, it was fun. So if I if I had to give a rating to this one, I'd probably give it also like a three and a half out of five stars. Yeah. Um, I'd love to hear Matt's thoughts on it. Uh, just because I, I know he's seen all these movies. So he'll be the ultimate aggregator for this. Yeah. And, uh, and in case everyone is wondering, and since we're doing ratings, I, I would give Hellraiser four out of five for sure. I give it. I give it four and a half. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Just because I don't see how you could iterate on it better. Like, it's not my favorite movie I've seen this year, but I did but really enjoy it. But as a standalone film, it's it's very, it's enjoyable. So, yeah. yeah. If you haven't yeah, seen Hellraiser should... 1 or 2 or you're new to the Hellraisers and you just want to start with something new, definitely something I would recommend yeah. everyone to check out. Yeah. Better than the latest Halloween by all accounts. Uh, okay, we can save that for another talk. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. haven't seen it yet, but I I don't hear a lot of good things. Oh, uh, uh, oh, okay. Uh? Well, 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 okay, Matt. Uh, sorry, Ben. Watch it. We'll wa- watch it, and then we'll talk. We'll talk. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk. This will be we'll on talk. our next episode, guys. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Monty's co-opting us already. Yeah. Um. Well, that does it for today. I'd like to remind everyone that we have a giveaway. Free action figure, uh, AEW, Darby Allen, Britt Baker. We got a ringside exclusive Darby Allen. We have signed autograph by latest AEW signing Mike Bennett. We got uh, The Fiend Pops. We got Steve Austin and The Rock Pops. We got over a dozen items that if you just send us a screenshot of you being subbed with a five-star review, you'll be entered to win this. You have one more week. Results will be announced on next week's show. Don't let me down, guys. This I believe is, in you. This is Ben's personal collection, and he's giving it away. So. This is special. This is special yeah, this for is you guys. very, very special. Your and choice. It's, Dealer's it's, pick. Exactly, and it's not hard to get WCW entered. Ring Fighters Booker T variant figure from Montreal. Yeah. I mean, come on, guys. Come on. (laughs) And so with that said, this has been Ben. This has been Monty. Matt's somewhere in the ether, but he's always with us in spirit. Yes. This has been not the first, not the second, not the third, but it's been the fourth times 
the charm. Good night, every. Wait, Monty. Follow us on Instagram. Wait, 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 Monty. What's something you want everyone to watch the next week? Oh, next week? Halloween ends. Really? Okay. Well, there we go. Definitely check it out. Yeah. Well, then, good night (laughs) and good morning. Follow us on Instagram again and talk to y'all later.